Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am super excited to share our uh, just this, this amazing show with you guys today. We've got a great guest, uh, Dan Locke. Um, before I get to him, uh, the microphone, I want to just get my hat to Mr. Dean Holland. How are you today? <laughs> I am awesome. Is this, uh, is this too soon to mention that... Um... It's good of you to turn up today. Well, I wasn't sure how far into the show uh, it would be before you mentioned that I had major technology issues getting on today. So thanks for letting everybody else know who didn't already. Yeah. So, you know, this show's a little later today than than scheduled. But, you know, we're here. Not going to resent you for it, but... No, let's know. resent him for it. Mr. Dan Locke. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> what an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be the best entrance we've had to the show yet. Well, let's just resent James. I didn't know if it was Dan or just like my, my other personality that likes to just come into my head sometimes and tell me what I should be thinking. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, how are you today, man? It's great to have you on the show. I'm awesome I'm, and good to be here. And it's funny because we were just talking before the show how we are a lot of interesting stories and we, uh, we work with the, the same people and things like that. So I'm excited. Yeah, I guess one of the people that we we all know in common is Russell Brunson. You were saying that you know him for going on ten years now. Yeah, ten years. Because when I got started in the internet marketing space, we kind of started at the same time. Uh, we both. I felt so old because you know, one year in in internet age, it's it is like five six years in in real real world, right? So we've been in business for a long time, yeah. and so. Russell and I, I think we met back then. We did some JV together. Uh, he sent me his one of his creative direct mail packages, uh, and that's how we connected. And also, then now, of course, we are. I'm using ClickFunnels myself, and I'm actually attending this uh, hacker uh, funnel hacker live event, and also in the Two Comma Club. Excellent, excellent, mm. great. So, Dan, I guess one of the things that that you're known for is uh, the quote "King of High Ticket Sales," and Dean. He normally rides a white steed into the studio when he records this. So he's familiar with royalty and he's British, so he understands that. But where's my red carpet then? <laughs> Hold on. I, this is the first time I'm gonna do this, but because he's the king also, Dean, is it okay if I play the fanfare for Dan? I think we can permit oh, that wow. one time. One time. All right, so we've got a one-time pass. Dan, the king of high ticket selling. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. Okay, you can all rise up. It's good. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, all right. Good. So, Dan, tell us on why, what makes you the king of high-ticket sales then. Well, it just the, the media calls me the king of high-ticket sales. Uh, I was featured on the cover of the Vancouver uh, Iconic Magazine, and then that's what they call me. I thought that was interesting. And from then, I just, well, that's a good term. So I just use it in, in, all, in all my personal branding. Yeah, I would I would be using that too. I like it. So uh, so how did you get involved in you know real estate and high-ticket sales and like all the things that you do now? 
I do so many different things, but so it goes back to how I kind of got into business in the first place, where I started my first business when I was in in high school, right? Because I first immigrated to Canada when I was 14 years old. And then my mom and dad got divorced when I was 16. Shortly after that, my my dad went bankrupt when I was 17 years old. So I started my first business when I was like in high school because I wanted to support my family. And so I've always been very entrepreneurial. My entire life, I've only worked for somebody for one year, and that was it. And so my whole life, I've always worked for myself as an entrepreneur. Um, obviously, the years have gone up and down. It's, they're good, good times, bad times, ugly times, crazy times. And fast forward today, my core business is... I consult with real estate development developers and do marketing for them. And on the side, I also teach people how to be, how to do high ticket sales, how to be a high ticket closers. So that's my kind of the passion teaching side of, of what I do. Uh, and I've been doing it for now, yeah, many, many years. It's, it's come thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you waited how many years. We, we haven't heard a number on the years. That's when you know you don't want to t- admit it. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. And when you say you're doing, you know, real estate development stuff, is that is that residential? Is it commercial? Is it a little bit of both? Well, it would it would consider commercial anything like in Canada. Uh, it would be all like condos and and buildings. Some we could be uh, multi use, like commercial and residential. So I, I consult with them. I help them do the marketing and come up with the the pricing and branding and and get people, you know, all the pre sales and the units. Right. That's awesome. So and then and then the high ticket sales like what what do you what do you coach people on selling like do they sell well there are two there are two sides to that business I have uh, the the closers which I train people on how to be high ticket closers so they can make a very good living uh, working from home on the other side is then I work with influencers and entrepreneurs where they need closers for their business example maybe they say they have a coaching program or they have a a program online that's above probably. Five, $5,000 or more. It could be five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 packages, even $25,000 package. And they need closers um, for their business. So then I provide the closers that I train to them. So I kind of do a little bit of matchmaking. Oh, right. So those are the two, yeah, two different businesses. Okay, got it. And I, I think what you guys need to like listen, like so, so I think Dan's, despite the fact that uh, people have called him the king of high ticket sales, and he, he's, he's accepted that, which is cool. I think we all would do that. He's being sort of humble here. You know, he was a self-made millionaire by the age of 27, became an eight-figure entrepreneur not all that long after that. You've done a couple TEDx talks. Am I right about that, Dan? I've been the opening speaker for two, yeah, two TEDx talks, yes. And you've written like a ridiculous amount of books at this point. <laughs> I, I lost count, 13 maybe, 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. So I, That's when you know you have a lot of books when you I don't even remember how many. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like this is one of the things I I love about having you on the show. Like you've crammed so much into your years of experience, you don't even remember all the things that you've accomplished at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the reason Dan hasn't told us our oldie is he doesn't actually know anymore. Just completely forgotten. Uh, yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot, and and I don't know. It's interesting you brought that up because. Like the journey, I'm still on a journey. I never thought about, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I write a book, or I do speaking, I do teaching, I build companies and investments and all these things. But then after a while, 
as I got a little bit older, as I meet more people, then looking back, yeah, I, I, right now I'm 37 years old. I'm like, shit, I've done a lot. <laughs> like I've just yeah. done a lot of things, right? Like, wow, the, how, how did that come about? I don't even know. Yeah. So I got to ask you this. So I understand mm. sort of the beginnings, right? You know, and you're, you, it's, it's obviously a big impact that, you know, when your dad, your dad went bankrupt and you mm. had to figure things out. And, and I, and mm. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, came from some sort of story where we're just like, you know, enough is enough. I need to take uh, my destiny into my own control. And I want to be able to provide for myself and the people around me and all that. And then, you know, and then you get to a certain point, though, and you realize like, okay, well, you know, maybe making money is not really all that hard. It's just like anything else, you can learn to do it. But after that point, like, what has kept you moving forward at such, you know, with such speed that you're, you know, you don't and you don't sound like you're slowing down. No, uh, if anything, now we're going from eight figure to nine figure from a financial perspective, but that's not money. Um, money doesn't motivate me. Actually, money never motivated me. When I was younger, I my whole my dream was to become just open up like a martial arts school because martial art is my passion. Just become a martial art instructor. <laughs> that was my dream. Right. And now it's kind of interesting because I make videos on YouTube on martial arts. This is my passion. So it's kind of full circle. I think it goes back to two things. I'll share like kind of my big picture point of view and I'll give you something practical for your for your audience. Uh, I think number one, the way I see life, just my life perspective, and I wrote that in my book, F You Money, right? That you think about in our life, they say on average life span is 70 years old. That's our life average span. You might live it longer, maybe a little bit shorter, but say like 70 years old. You think about the first basically 18, 20 years of, of our lives as teenager, growing up, learning to speak, learning to walk, uh, living under our, our parents' roof, like in, in the household, all this stuff. So the first 20 years, basically, you're not in control. You're just growing up. So that 20 years is gone. Uh, one third of our life is spent on sleeping. So that's another 15 years gone. Uh, one third of our life is wasted on, it could be, you know, commute, entertainment, chatting with friends, you know, all these things. So that's, that's it. Now one third is gone. So if you think about it, for most people, assuming you don't mess up, you don't make a lot of mistakes uh, in business, which we all do, because that takes time to recover, you probably have about seven to 10 years to make it, quote unquote. Mm. Yeah, wow. And if that doesn't give you urgency, I don't know what does. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, totally. Right. right? Yeah, so that's the way that I see it. And so once you quote unquote made it, goes back to, you know, so that's the big picture of how we view life and time. Bring it to like what you could do. I believe in life, we go through four stages that we go through from the first stage is survival, which we're just paying the bills and you're trying to survive, provide for your family. And then we go from, from survival to security. Now you're not just paying the bills, but you're, you're, you're comfortable. You're making decent amount of money, right? James, what you're talking about, you're making good money. You, you've got a, you've got your home, you've got your car. That's all nice. And, and it's good. Like this is kind of working and that's nice. That's security. And then you go from security to success. The difference is security. You have everything that you, you need. Uh, when you're successful, you have everything that you want. Mm. Right, you are living in the house that you want. You are driving the car. You drive maybe driving two cars that you want. You are taking the vacations. You are providing for your family. 
you are being able to buy what you want. You'll be able to help the people that you want. So yeah, you, now you're successful. The problem is this. Most, uh, most entrepreneurs, they stay stuck in success. That's where I was when I was from 20 to 30 years old, right? The first kind of that area era of my life that I was so driven by success and achievement and, and all these things. And I didn't realize there was one more level and that is significance. When you shift from success to significance, now you're no longer just focusing on yourself because you've already got what you need. You've got what you want. Like you could only drive so many cars, right? I mean, I've got a Porsche, I've got a Bentley. That's good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need 10 cars, right? My ego is not that big. I'm living in the house of my dream. It's awesome, right? I've got six bedrooms, seven bathrooms. I'm happy with that, right? I can't use them any freaking bathroom, right? <laughs> right? So, you know, you can only pee in so many places. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that it's like, okay, once you've got all of that and you travel, you've done all that, then you feel like something else you need. You need to find now you need meaning in your life. When you are focusing on significance, now you're saying, okay, who can I help? What kind of impact can I make? The people around me, all these things. And that's what kept me going because money itself, when I met you, when you have quote unquote enough, really my life is pretty simple. I eat pretty simple food. I don't need to, you know, spend a lot of money on different things. So that's, if that's alone, like there's just the self indulgement. Once you go beyond that, you got to find something else that would keep you going. They would say, you know what? What else keeps you going? And that's kind of what keeps him going. So now just focus on significance. I think that's awesome. And I think for a lot of people, they think success is the destination. And no, it's not. And, and I heard somebody, I was, I was just at a class last week uh, in Austin, a super, super awesome class. And the guy that was teaching it was just talking about how, you know, uh, everyone thinks like the, the, the goal is to just be able to, you know, play and, you know, do nothing all of the time. And he's like the most depressed people in the world are the people who got everything that they wanted. And then they just like decided to stop pursuing something. And I think what you're talking about here is totally the same thing. It says, all right, cool. Success is like one stage of our evolution. And the next stage of that is, is really providing meaning for, you know, and, and all these different things for our lives, but how we, how we, how we give back to other people and, and what we pour our, our next level of energy into. And the funny thing is, well, cause I tried that when, when I was, you know, made my first million when I was 27 and I don't mean like a million revenue. I mean, a million cash, right. In a bank. And I quote unquote retire and was sitting on the beach in English Bay in Vancouver. I thought, this is my dream. Sit on the beach, you know, drink, drinking, drinking my, my, I don't drink beer. So I drinking my tea. Uh, and for that, for one month, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. For the first five days is pretty cool. Right. After about a week, you get sunburned. <laughs> and then like, this is, this is freaking <laughs> stupid. Right. And then I was like, okay, this, this is dumb. Okay. After one month, I'm like, okay. You know what? And now the second month, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to watch some movies. So I was renting at a time, like, I don't know, five, seven movies a day. <laughs> when you watch five, seven movies a day, I'm telling you, after a month of that, you're, you're, you're sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like, okay, after two months, it, it was dumb. It was like two months. Okay. And, and, and I went to talk to my mentor, obviously, because whenever I need help, I go talk to my mentor. I said, and my mentor just laughed. He said, you know, you should start a business. I said, no, no, you should start another business. I said, no. <laughs> I said, I work so hard to get to this point so I don't have to work. You don't understand. I'm not going to start another business. He said, you will. And But this time, start it from a different place. Start from a place of abundance. Don't start from a place of trying to make it. You've already made mm-hmm. it, quote unquote. And when I did that, 
funny thing is, that's what got me from seven figure to eight figure. When you start a business from that place where you kind of don't need to make money, I'm not saying don't focus on the bottom line, but you're coming from a place of, I'm trying to build something. I'm, I don't so, so have to focus so much on the nickel and dime and try to get all the money and all this stuff. And you focus on helping the people around you, um, helping my team and, and help them make the money, provide for their family. Uh, one of my team members just you know, bought a new car, uh, moved to a new, brand new you know, townhouse. Uh, we were just having a celebration at his place, housewarming party, all these things that I'm able to provide for them. I mean, that's pretty cool. But that's life, how it works is when you don't focus on that, it just happens. My business grew faster. Everything became easier. I, ha- I have way more fun, way more fun enjoying what I do. And now I get the best of both worlds, not just the financial side, but the fulfillment side, right? When I don't have to focus on the finance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Dean, uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, hogging the microphone here, which I think is pretty typical. But I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you the floor here for a second because I think you got something you want to say. Oh no, I'm just uh, I'm just absolutely soaking this all up like a sponge right now. This is uh, this is amazing. I don't think I've spoken to that many people that have fitted so much in in such a short amount of years that you've. Had. Well, I know you I know you say it feels like a long time, but like it's crazy how much you've done. It's amazing. Uh, and that's also why I notice when I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, one time I was attending a. Internet marketing conference actually many many years ago, and there were probably five hundred people in the audience, four hundred five four five hundred people two day conference, and the uh, the first day the speaker was speaking, he was talking about uh, installing a, a pop up. You know, you guys remember that the pop up right yeah. <laughs> on your on your website, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, good old days. Right? And he said, you know, this would help you get more subscribers. So that's pretty cool. So after the day one, I went back to my hotel room and I call, called up my, my web guy and said, hey, you know what? I need to install the <laughs> pop-up. And then day two, when I went back and I said, and I just kind of reported the results to, to the whole audience and say, oh, yeah, you know what? What the speaker was teaching, it worked. I installed it and, and it doubled my, my subscriber rate. So I'm getting twice as many subscribers doing the same, getting the same amount of traffic. And the speaker was asking, okay, wow, that's amazing, Dan. That's awesome. You're implementing what, what you just learned. Uh, put up your hand. How many of you also done that? Mm-hmm. Out of the entire audience, I was the wow. only one that implemented that fast. That's when I realized, okay, there's something about me that's different. Because I thought in my mind, everybody did it. Yeah. It's not the case. People think about, oh, yeah, I'll go back to my <laughs> business, finish a conference and go back home maybe a, a month and all this stuff. So one of my edge, actually one of my advantages in business it's I am a very fast implementer that I believe nowadays in business is not how much you know, it's how fast you can implement. So I could implement from idea, thoughts, to action, to plan, to, to reality. That gap, it's very, very short for me. And my team knows that's how I operate. And that gives me an edge. Because by the time people think about something, it's done for me already. Like they're thinking about it. No, it's already done. Like quick story, right? You know, we, for the ClickFunnels last year, when I went to ClickFunnels uh, and I wasn't using ClickFunnels yet. I wasn't, I've been to the multiple kick, uh, the yeah. Funnel Hack conference, but last year I wasn't using ClickFunnels yet. I looked at, you know, people on stage and Tony was speaking and Gary White was speaking and, and a lot of great people were speaking. I thought this is interesting because if I want to switch everything over, it's a it's a it's a big sure. thing, right? Anyway, so I watched them and said, "Oh, you know what? 
let's implement it. Within a few months, few months, we change everything. We switch. Boom. That's why this year's fast forward. We hit, you know, the the two comma club, and then with what we're doing next year, we hit eight figure club. It's very fast. Like for me to implement something, it's very when I see it, I learn it. That's the kind of my my advantage for sure. So let me ask you this because I've I've seen this pattern with uh, some of the people that I consider to be the most successful people, like super fast implementers. What's your secret behind that? What's the recipe? Is it? I talk about that in one of my my YouTube videos where it called stop how to stop procrastinating. The key to the whole thing is it's not about getting things done. It's about getting th- get, getting things done without all the mental bullshit. Because quite frankly, most people they you know they do all these mental masturbation too much. Mm-hmm. They go, oh oh mm, okay mm, mm, let me think mm, let me think about it. Mm, maybe oh all this BS. Um, I just don't have a lot of those. Um, mental barrier like why not why don't you why don't you think you have that is this something that you you've never had or is this something that you trained yourself out of like what like how did that happen i think let me give you a perfect james perfect example because i think partially it's because my martial art background right because in martial art if i am fighting with somebody by the time i think i get hit so martial art is all about training to a point where you don't think you just flow Mm. you just do so a lot of it get transferred in in business so let me give you a perfect example let's say uh, James, you want to have a you know stronger upper body and you know more mm-hmm. strength, right? I said you should do some push up. Okay, makes sense. You do some push up, but what most people do is they think about oh, I got to do some push up. Well, you know what? Let me plan for my day and <laughs> let me schedule that in, and I'm gonna do it two times a week. That's what that's procrastinating. And other kinds of people, it's well, you know. I don't really like push-up. <laughs> right. Maybe I should use machines instead, right? Number three, oh, maybe I, I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I can't even do two. That's embarrassing for a man, right? right. Low self-esteem, right? Or no, you know what? The floor is kind of <laughs> dirty. Maybe I'll, I'll inhale some bacteria, I'll get sick, and then I'll, that's not good. Oh, that's what's going to happen. No. And then, or maybe other people, they just – over exaggerate. You know, I do if I if if I do too many push-ups, I'm gonna get too bulky and then if I get too bulky, it won't fit in my shirts and I won't look good in my suit and and maybe I'll I'll stay single and nobody would like to date me and then, oh my god, I'll die a miserable <laughs> man. Right. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but yeah, it's not true. far from yeah. the truth. Because that's how most people see it. Versus, you know what, just get on the floor and do the freaking push-up. Mm-hmm. So the way I do it, when I think I do. I train myself when I feel resistance in my mind, I act, right? When I feel fear, I act. When I feel there's any, I don't know, I act. Mm-hmm. So then when you train your nervous system enough, that's how the way you operate. Yeah. By the time I don't feel like push up, push up. I maybe that push up. Yeah. Well, maybe t- push up. You do enough of that. You just jumped. Every single time you have it, you jumped. When you train enough of that, you build up your self-esteem, then these things don't bother you. I don't know if I, I it's the right thing to do. Just push up. Because you'll figure it out. By the time you do 10, 20, 30, 50, 50 push-ups, you're stronger. You do it every day. And now you can you can now mix it up. Maybe I do wide push-up. I do narrow push-up. I do diamond push-up, right? I do the Hindu push-up. Now you can adapt and change. Same thing as an entrepreneur. The problem is people never get to that first push-up or they do a couple, then they, they stop. That's so simple, but it's so awesome. I think you're 100% right. I think like a lot of people just, I've been guilty of this myself for sure, over, just overthinking it. And you're saying like just just get on with it, just do it. And- just do the damn push-up, James. Yeah. 
Just push up. Just push up. And, and by the time you try to do enough of that, people will see, oh, wow, okay. Actually, you, I'm getting stronger. I'm learning how it works. I'm learning about my body. Um, now you can, you can adapt, but don't try to change and improvise and all this stuff. You haven't done enough. It's like people ask me all the time, well, what should I do? You yeah. haven't done enough, I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like young people come to me, oh, Dan, what's my purpose? Purpose my ass. <laughs> like, right? It's like you haven't done enough, dude. Like, oh, I just graduated from school. What business should I start? Anything. Yeah, right. Something. I started a thing of 13 businesses before my having success. Success. So, you know, go and fail 10 businesses first, for God's sakes, right? You haven't yeah. done enough things, right? Once you have done enough, you've done enough that you know what you don't want. Now you can more focus on what you want. But most people, especially in millennials, right? They just they haven't done it. Forget about millennial. It just, they haven't tried enough things that they are just in the head so much, right? Oh, maybe I do that. What about this? What about that? I'm like, yeah. damn, right? Let's do yeah, something. Love it. Yeah. And this is like, this is one of the things I really love about this conversation. Like, I'm sure there's thousands of strategies that you've used to actually you know, make money. And there's all these tactics that are supporting those strategies and, and everything. But, but until you've got master mastery over your mind and, and your mindset and your self-control and your self-discipline, everything else is really hard. I think James, you said it perfectly. And that's why I'm so, I'm so big on mindset. Uh, I'm very conscious about my environment, the way, the way I work, the way I structure my environment. I'm very big on that because the truth is people, yeah, give give me the tactics, give me the strategies, give me the script. It's like when I train my closers, if I'm training a bunch of them tonight, the hundreds of them, and I say, okay, here's a script. I say, it doesn't mean (laughs) shit. You can't deliver it. I say, here's a script to to close the high ticket sales. Well, guess what? I can give you the perfect script, but if you have negative association with closing, you have negative association with money, the same script, you're going to screw it up. You're going to ask the wrong tone. You're going to say mm-hmm. it the wrong time. That's the biggest issue. It's not the script, right? You're going to say, oh, here's a, the program is $10,000 because you're not comfortable investing in $10,000 and you're not in comfortable. You're not comfortable asking right. for $10,000. And that's what happens, right? So it's all mindset. It truly is. Casey, what's interesting, when you have the right mindset, you find a way. It's never lack of info. I mean, information. Look, if you want to learn to do something, whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, there are gazillion YouTube videos online. There are gazillion books that you can read. It doesn't matter what it is that you want to do. It's, it's all there. Yeah. Right? You can, you can find it. It's nothing new. But that's not the problem. In fact, that is not the problem at all. Uh, and, but most people, they, they think about that. And that's why the self-awareness level is too mm-hmm. low. They don't, they don't know mm-hmm. what they don't know, right? Um, I have a quote. Let me share a quote with you. Um, it's from Bruce Lee, which I love. He said, before I learned martial art, a punch is just a punch. A kick is just a kick. After I learned martial art, a punch is no longer a punch. A kick is no longer a kick. Now, I truly, at the end, understand the art. A punch is just a punch. A kick is just a kick. Mm. It's like mastery. It's like you go from like one side all the way to the other and then back again. That's correct. Full circle. So first you learn it and then you master it and then you need to let go and forget Mm. it. Every time you have to go to the next level in your business, whatever got you here won't get you there. So you got to let go of all the preconceived ideas, beliefs, even skills that you have. You got to let go if you want to go to the next level. And that's what people don't understand. And it's hard because whatever you have so far got you to where you are. But to let go of that, it's tough. 
But that's what you have to do. You got to reinvent yourself every few years if you want to grow, including myself. I've done it many, many times. It's different. You go from six figure to seven figure. Yeah. It requires you to be not just skilled. It requires you to be a different man, a different person, a different entrepreneur. From seven to eight figure, absolutely requires you to be more than just, for example, more than just a marketer. You need to be a leader. You need to learn how to lead. You need to how to build a team, right? From eight figure to nine figure, it's a different thing, right? So I have to first not just say I want to go to the next level, but it's also making the identity shift of, okay, who do I have to be in order to be a nine-figure entrepreneur, right? How do they act? How do they, how do they think, right? How do they lead? How do they do what they do? So I got to make the internal shift, change of my mindset first, then everything else will follow. And what's and what's your what's your way of going about that? I mean, are you looking at other guys that are like at that next level where you're trying to go to, and then really deconstructing like what makes them tick and modeling them and all that sort of thing, or do you have a different approach to it? Uh, that's that's part of it. So you have I want to know the way that the way the psychology, the way they think, the way they view things. So obviously, talking and interviewing people at that level. The way that they see, unfortunately, my mentor is at that level, so I'm just talk to him. Um, the second thing is their business model, the way that they, because the only certain business model that would get mm-hmm. you to that point, right? And the certain industries that would get you to that point. Uh, so I know I like real estate because you know a lot of wealth are in real estate, right? And I could look at different in, in digital marketing. That's good. A lot of people make a lot of money with digital marketing. So I picked certain sectors that I resonate with that I have experience in. And I also try to combine different models together. So yeah, so the psychology and then also the the mechanic, the mindset. Uh, and but the big thing is I have is the belief that I see myself as a as a nine figure person. Is that through? Is that like visualization? Like what are you what are you doing to see that? Mm, visualization part of it. I do some of that. I do, uh, but I'd say I'll, I'll, share, I'll share a quick story with you. When I was younger, in my when I was twenties, one of my dream car was the Mazda. When I was you know, in my twenties, don't ask me why. It's just my what <laughs> was my dream car, right? Young guy, what the hell do I know back then, right? <laughs> you know, rotary engine. I'm like, this is perfect. So I that was my dream. I said I wanted to get that car. So I cut out a magazine and put it in front of my wall and my, my on my vision board and look at it every day. That's I wanted wanted to get that car. So part of what I do is I would go test drive the car. Mm-hmm. And I would now, of course, James, I have to, after a while, I got to go to different dealerships <laughs> to recognize me. And, you know, this same dude came in, test drive the damn car, don't buy shit, right? <laughs> so, so, so I had to do like go to a different dealership. But I was so clear. I could see, I could I smell the leather. I know exactly what color I want. I know what features I want. I can imagine myself opening the, the door. It was so vivid in my mind. Even funnier, when I, my friend and I, we were walking down the street and we see a Master X8 Red that, drop, that drives by, I would say, that's my car. And my friend's like, no, that's not your car. You drive this crappy car. And I said, no, that's my car. Right? We pointed that car. And when I made enough money, I walked in the dealership, walked in the dealership, and I talked to the sales guy. I said, I want that car. Now I have enough money. I want that car. And the guy is was explaining to me, uh, trying to sell me on, okay, here's the features. I, don't, I got all of that. Where do I sign? That's so awesome. He, he, said, he's, he, off, he said he's never closed a deal so fast <laughs> in his life. <laughs> he said, sure, sir. You don't want to test drive? I said, no. You don't need to me explain? No. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 but here's the thing. Here's what's amazing. 
after I got the key, I drove off the car in the parking lot. I did not feel any excitement. I wasn't jumping up and down. I wasn't like, you finally, yeah, I got it. No, normal. guess how I felt. Yeah. Normal. This is mine. I've lived this a hundred times in my mind. I'm just taking this home. So that's the way I've operated my whole life. By the time I get there, I've always seen it a, a, a gazillion times in my mind. It's, it's, I just felt it's yeah. part of me. Dude. So I pull the future towards me versus I try to chase it. It's a little bit deep, but that's, that's what I awesome. Do. That's awesome. Man, I'm so glad uh, you're coming to Funnel Hacking Live and I'm looking forward to hanging out. You got it. You got it, of course. Yeah. Grab me. I'll, I'll be somewhere. I'll yeah, a few thousand we'll, people. We'll, <laughs> we'll find each other somehow. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, let me uh, let me just shift gears here real quick. Speaking of cars, you notice how I slipped that in. What's uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you? What's the best way for for them to do that? Like, you know, I know you've got a bunch of books and you've got some programs and things like that. How how can people contact you? I'm sure people will want to. I say I say before they contact me, it's ask why. <laughs> I know most people, I think first is why. If they want to contact me because, oh, maybe Dan can teach me something. Really, most of my stuff is on YouTube. I've got 700 videos on YouTube. We upload a video every single damn day. Uh, a lot of what I teach is on YouTube. You can learn from there. You can learn from the books, obviously. You can find me on Facebook and this and that. But if you just want, just quote unquote, like want to follow me and be a fan and all this stuff, it really doesn't, it's quite meaningless. I mean, I always say people don't don't add me just because it's cool and things I'm cool and all that stuff. Because you can watch where I am through social media and get to where I am. That's not the point, right? You can live, see someone's life and say, "Yeah, I wish I could do that." Yeah, you get some motivation stuff and this and that. That's not the point. My hope is actually you listen to this podcast this interview maybe something resonate with you maybe it's a story maybe something that i share and go do the freaking push-up yeah i love it that's the message there's no need you connect connecting me on facebook is not going to make you more successful it's not right it's not going to make you happier it's not going to make you more fulfilled no you got to do that for yourself but if after you've done that and you've gotten value from what i do love to get an email from you and say hey you know dan i watch a video i applied it in my business applied it in my life I got these results. Love to get those stories. Send me an email. I'll get that all day. I will reply. That's awesome. Yeah. Dan, uh, Dean, what else you got before we wrap this thing up? I got nothing. I think we could just have sat here for hours and listened to, uh, to some more of Dan, but, uh, I guess we got to wrap up. Yeah. So, so great having you on the show, Dan. Thanks. Uh, thanks for making the time. I think everybody's going to get a ton of value out of this. I know, uh, this is going to be one of those episodes I go back and re-listen to. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everybody, make sure uh, make sure you go check out uh, Dan's YouTube channel and everything else that he's up to. And uh, don't don't reach out to him unless you're ready to implement. You've already implemented. Do the damn push-up. Yeah, do the damn push-up. I think that's the tagline for this episode. Mm. Do the damn push-up. Do push the damn push-up. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of Just Tips. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.